Hey, hey, Mama. Welcome to Calm in the Chaos with Sarah. I'm an autoimmune warrior, homeschooling slash unschooling mom, wife, and business owner, and my podcast is all about supporting moms. As a mom, we have to fight constantly for our kids, for ourselves, and we need to have confidence in ourselves to push when no one will listen and strength to fight when we are beyond exhausted. I want my podcast to be the place you come when you need a pep talk or to find the answers to questions that we all have on this journey. Let me help you calm your chaos. Happy Tuesday and welcome back to Calming the Chaos with Sarah. So today I kind of want to talk to you a little bit about um, how I found ways to ease the anxiety when I was taking my kid in somewhere new. Um, And so what I mean by that is like primarily for me it was preschool, school, things like that before we homeschooled. Um, So I would be absolutely petrified at the beginning of a new school's year or something like that because he did not communicate. And what I say by that, what I mean by that is he talked, um, but he would not, he did not know how to speak up for himself, really. And so if you were to say, would you like some juice? He would say, no, thank you. And hours would go by and he'd drink nothing because he did not understand how to say, no, thank you. I don't like juice. I like water. Can I have some water instead? And so he, he would just go without. He didn't understand how to really explain the, and I don't know if understand is really the right word. He didn't have the ability at that point to really get the words out to express his needs. So if he was hot, uncomfortable, or something was bothering him, or, you know, you weren't doing it the way that he needed it, he couldn't express any of that. And so I would, I was really comfortable with certain people, but the people that were new for us was always a super, super anxious time for me. So um, some of the things that I did was like, for instance, I would always reach out ahead of time. I would try to do it at least as soon as we found out who the person was going to be. And sometimes that's only like a week ahead of time. But I would reach out even if it was right around the time of like the orientations and all that. Just take a minute to reach out to the teacher and say, hey, I know things are crazy for you right now. And I'm not delusional. I know that my child is not the only priority in these situations, but they're my priority. So I would reach out and say, hey, I know things are crazy for you right now. But if you had just five minutes, just five minutes that you could give me in person, on the phone, whatever it was, that that would, you know, work for me. And so I would take that opportunity to, I had a little document typed up that I would just kind of update as things went on and take that in with me. And it was, you know, supposed to kind of keep it light, but at the same time, give them the highlights. Um, If I started droning on for 20 minutes about him and trust me, I could talk about my kids all day long. I know a lot of moms probably could. And and I could tell you all the fantastic quirks and funny things and on and on. But in reality, these teachers don't have time for that. So for me, I needed to get the highlight reel, I guess you would say, in there. And so what I would do is, like I said, I would type a little document and it would have simple things too, like what I like to be called, that I'm left-handed. I could not tell you how many people over the years have tried to 
explained to him when he was younger that he's not left-handed. And I was like, um, he is. And we're not going to try to bother that. <laughs> he is. I can guarantee you he is. And, you know, his dad is, his grandma is, I'll let it go. But even when he was little, I mean, because he was left-handed, for instance, I knew resources are hard to come by. And so for years, I would buy him left-handed scissors and, and send them with him everywhere because I know that resources are hard to come by in a lot of school settings, preschool other and, and school otherwise. And I knew that he might not have left-handed scissors. And if everybody's grabbing for him, there's one pair for the room, I'm like, He's not going to tell you he can't cut with these. He's not going to tell you why he's struggling with them. So I made sure to provide that. Um, another thing is I would kind of put in there, you know, little things like, and, I, and like I said, I could write a book about it, but I really tried to keep it very short and to the point and explain, you know, that I, you know, lose focus easily. These are some ways that kind of help get me back on track. Um, that I have a high pain tolerance that I'm not going to complain often because I really wanted them to understand, for instance, the pain tolerance one. I tried to explain that to everyone ahead of time because we had a situation where, and he was in first grade at the time, but it, they didn't realize he had such a high pain tolerance and, and I knew it, but I wanted them to understand he's not going to complain. And if he does, we need to take that very seriously. He was in music class that morning. Gosh, I think it was around, it was between nine and 10 that morning. He had music class. He fell, you know, he and another kid, they were playing around with the scarves and the music and stuff. And he tripped. Um, my kid got grace from me and I have like next to none. So <laughs> he fell and fell on his ankle just wrong and it hurt and he said to them it hurts and a little while later they got back in class and he said you know it really hurts and he was limping on it and they were like well are you okay and of course he said sure I'm fine so they put ice on it you know wrote it out that afternoon after lunch he said again he said you know it really still hurts so they put more ice on it didn't call me didn't think anything of it because he just he would say it and they go are you okay and he's like I'm okay and they kept going. Well, after school that afternoon, then he stayed in the after school program that day. And a f girl that we've known for years was tutoring him later on. So when she got him into her room and she realized he was limping and she said something to him and he was like, well, yeah, I'm okay, but it hurts. When she looked at his ankle, it was so swollen, they couldn't even get the shoe off. And the poor child had broken his ankle that morning walked on it all day because when somebody would say are you okay his answer was yes I'm okay and so you know I, I kind of abbreviate that story a lot to to put it in this document but it was something I needed people to understand he's not gonna say I'm not okay he's not gonna say something's wrong but if he says something hurts you need to hear that he is not one that's gonna complain so that is kind of how I put myself at ease in these situations is, you know, I felt like by handing them 
a something they could actually refer back to because they're not going to remember all this. I mean, like I said, they've got a whole classroom full of kids coming in. And the older he got, the more kids the teachers were interacting with on a day-to-day basis. And so I really just needed to make sure I felt like they had something they could refer back to because then it's in the back of their mind. Then you're like, oh, wait, he's he's acting a little different. Let me refer, see if there's something on this sheet. And so putting things on there, like maybe your child is somebody who, you know, does lose focus frequently. Maybe there are certain tips that you have learned over the years really kind of help redirect them. Maybe there are certain trigger words. I know for my other kid, there are certain words that just hit him all kinds of wrong. And you're not going to get the same approach (laughs) if you use a different word. And so I think that is the important thing that always put my anxiety at ease and that I always suggest to other mamas is it gives you a way to kind of put it all out there. It gives you kind of a sense of letting it out. And it also gives you a, a something tangible to hand over to that other person. Like I said, it could be a preschool teacher. It could be a school teacher. It could be just any a camp leader, anybody, so that you can hand over something so that, one, they have something to refer back to. Two, they have something that they can actually see the like I said, highlight reel of it. And, and I always kind of put it in order to make it really easy. I put it with, I put his name at the top, I put my contact information, and I put it in bullet points. And so that way you're not sitting here reading a paragraph. I'm not worrying about being grammatically correct and doing a, you know, a long drawn out thing. I'm trying to get the point to you. I know you're busy. But things like, I've, some of the kids that I have um, worked with in the past, like, for instance, couldn't stand to have certain kind of clothes on, or there were certain sensory things that triggered them, or maybe it was a, um, a food or a color or something like that. You know, if there are certain things that your child reacts really negatively to or really positively to, you know, being able to put that stuff down or the little, like I said, the quirks, like, like his pain tolerance, things like that, that I feel like they need to know. Um, there was for several years there, we had a lot, a big problem with migraines. And so I had to point out, you know, Hey, he is, it comes on really quickly, but this is what he's going to say when it starts to come on. And this is how we need to handle it ASAP, (laughs) you know, and this is the process. And so little things like that. But like I said, I felt like it was always really helpful if you reach out to the teacher right ahead of time, as soon as you can have that five minute, you know, face to face on the phone, whatever, to just kind of say, hey, you know, I understand that you have a really hard job, but my child has a few little things that I would love to be able to share with you and and give them the list and just kind of hit the points of, you know, I understand. I understand where you're coming from is a difficult place. So this is what I'm going to try to do to make it a little bit easier for you. Um, and, and little things like, I know that my son didn't necessarily have it, but there was another child that I worked with that had a specific, um, I guess you call it a toy, but a block. He had a block and this particular block he was really attached to and it would kind of help him. And so it was something that thankfully his mom had come in ahead of time and said, Hey, you know, 
He's got this, I know it seems weird because it's a block, it's a little wooden block, but whatever, it, it's his comfort thing. So if he's having a rough time, then I keep that block in his book bag. Or maybe if he's having a hard time focusing, get that block and let him rub on it for a few minutes. And it's just a little tactile thing right there that just kind of helps refocus him. And so, you know, those are the little things that are huge, I feel like, with helping us relieve that anxiety as well as helping the teacher or the person in in control in that situation to really be best equipped to handle your child. So like I said, I'm sure that there are so, so many others and I would love to hear them. So I would love it if you come over to social media, send me an email or send me a DM and let me know what things you have done to kind of help reduce that anxiety when you're putting your kid in a new situation, like a new school, a new school year, whatever. And again, I cannot wait to talk to you guys again on Friday. Um, I have Colleen Fall with me and she is going to share all about how she had to kind of trust her gut and really fight to be heard. But it turned out to be life-saving that she did for her daughter, Gracie. And so she's going to be on here to share her story, great, well, her story about her daughter, Grace, and, and about, you know, just kind of leaning into that, that gut and what she's done with it since, which is amazing. All right. So I will talk to you guys soon. Thanks again for listening. And I hope that we were able to at least calm your chaos for a little while today. Come find me on social and check me out. I would love to hear from you. And the best thing that you can do if you love this podcast and you want to help support it is to leave a rating and review down below or to take a screenshot and go on social and tag me. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day.